Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is July 22nd. We are here to talk WWE Raw Reunion. And I assume all of you can see me. We're using new software, if you couldn't tell. Google Hangouts. Uh, got the hell out of here. It's gone. It's done. Well, on August 1st, it's done. But now you'll be able to see me and Alex, even though Alex can't see me. Alex, what do you got? what are you doing? What's up? Uh, I'm just sitting in my normal spot, uh, watching on a delay on YouTube as I can oh, a see healthy, you healthy 30 second delay. Oh, very long delay. It's good. It's good. Uh, I, I got too used to, I was spoiled by the fact that for years and years when I wasn't talking, no one could see me. And now I've got to like, you know, make Here, sure. Here's the stuff that you all don't see on the air. I drink out of a giant jug throughout the day. Yeah, you all get to see this. This is the extras that you get. Be proud. Be happy. Be excited. Uh, you guys can also be excited for uh, FightfulSelect.com. I did a Q and A show, answered dozens of questions over there. But if you want to ask a question on this show, or you want your statement read, just donate a super chat. Any amount it helps us pay writers, podcasters, Alex, whatever he a satirist. A satirist satirist what are you satirist 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 my god man yeah share the uh, podcast all that good stuff but yeah this is a different format for us alex all this this software that i can't i i I don't like it alex uh i'm i'm not a huge fan of it either uh, currently watching myself on a on a very long delay so much Uh, work yeah, it's crazy. Work! Oh, I already did something today. Anyway, we got Raw Reunion to talk about. Now, Alex, nothing really happened on this show. Nothing at all really happened on this show. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if anything actually comes of it and, and, and feuds are started. And well, But anything that was happening last week kind of took a week off in order to bring back a bunch of old people. Yeah, they're, they're, if you missed this show... In storyline, you didn't miss a ton. Like, you missed some 24-7 champions and all that, but it was very clear this was a hot shot type of episode, Alex, and it wasn't my jam. I gotta no. admit, not not the way that I would have spent my three hours on a Monday night. Otherwise, I would have caught it all on YouTube, but what did you think as you, as you wrap up this uh, Raw Reunion show? If If this was like a network special... Where they brought back all these old old guys from twenty years ago and and even further back, and brought them all together and kind of like had them talk to each other like one of those like post bachelorette things where they all come back and they're all sitting together and there's a moderator and they all talk to each other and yeah you can have some comedy sketches in there too and everything and it was entirely separate from modern day current wrestling 
and I just watched that, I would have liked it a lot. It would have been, it would have been nice. It would have been like a little walk down memory lane. But I don't need a walk down memory lane when we're three weeks out of your second biggest show of the year and you put all of that build on hold so you can have people come back and make people laugh or fail to make people laugh and give nostalgic speeches. Yeah. No, not for, not, not, not for me. So uh, we've got a couple of super chats already. Anthony Ace says 24-7 title is the highlight of the show. I disagree, although that was a, that was a number two. Uh, and, and that's not saying a lot, because there's a lot I didn't like about that. Justin Lopez says, well, goddamn, pal, that show was a waste of time. Bray was the best part of the show again. Yes. Uh, yep. I- I'll go ahead and give you all a spoiler. My Raw MVP, it'd be a co-MVP. It'd yep. be Mick Foley and Bray Wyatt, because yep. Mick Foley couldn't take a bump, and he passed his move down, so to speak. But let's go ahead and talk about this show. It kicks off with John Cena. Nice pop. Good to see him back. Uh, miss the guy a little bit. He jokes about everybody finally being nice to him, which I, I do think is kind of funny. Brings up all the people that'll be on Raw tonight. Says WWE and Tampa are both home. Now he was not on the ramp at the end of the show, was he? Nope. He got the no. hell out of there. No, no. He he took a private jet to go and shoot something. I don't know what, but you know, I'm sure he's in in four movies that are currently filming. Well, the Usos come out, and they want to see Cena rap. Mm-hmm. And has Cena appeared since WrestleMania? Uh, not that I've seen, no. So back-to-back rapping appearances for John Cena. Yeah, no, it's, it's here's the thing. I, I loved his appearance when he came out and was full doctor of thugonomics, that he came out like wearing the chain and the baseball jersey and everything, and that's fine. That's him playing a character. But when you watch him absolutely code switch... From white bread Cena and the jorts and the you know the neon colors to on a dime Doctor of Thugonomics, it's really jarring to like watch him actually just do it like that. Um, yeah, it, it was it was funny. It was fine. Uh, I I mean, I don't know how many times they can do the whole like you're you're just left to go and do um, movies when that was the whole angle of Cena versus The Rock and not have it be like a Hey, irony, like make that be the actual angle at some point. Uh, I, I guess uh, we'll see if they ever do that. But it was nice to see John Cena back. You forget about what a huge, huge part of WWE he was until like up until what? A couple of years ago. And I mean, he's been very, very sparring, uh, sparingly used uh, for the past year and a half, I would say. But, uh, yeah, it's weird to see him back and, and go, wow, it really wasn't that long ago that he was a huge part of this company. And as I had mentioned on Twitter, I believe I've got to do the, the subsequent fact-checking. I think it's the first time he's ever went six months without a match since he wow. started in WWE. That's just unbelievable. He, uh, the Usos goad him into doing a little bit of a rap, and they bring up, his, uh, or he brings up, their uh, mug shots. That was good. I thought that was a pretty good pop and reaction, Alex. That yeah, was it was it was uh, certainly uh, well taken by the Usos. They oh, yeah. they took it really well, and it was all, it was really well well done. Uh, uh, I thought it was fun, and you know because it, it allows them to acknowledge it and move on, uh, which is good. Um, that was all fine. I mean the 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 biggest thing for me is that they, they used this to bring out Rikishi who was m- one of my favorites back in the day. And I, I legit popped for Rikishi. Um, he, he, sitting there in my grinchiness on my couch, I still popped for Rikishi. Yeah, Rikishi comes out. He didn't really say or do a whole lot, <laughs> but he was there. Uh, he wants Cena to come back in. Not sure what they're teasing, but they are interrupted by the Revival and Devon Dudley. And then Booker T is on commentary. Now, guys... There will be some people that were on this show that just don't get mentioned because they did nothing. Like, Jillian Hall was flown in hmm. to s- literally sit in catering. That was what her role was on this show, was to be seen talking to other people. Yeah. So th- that was it. Um, okay. Usos in the Revival, the ninth time in like two months they've had matches against each other. To some degree, Alex. Yeah, it's... Gosh, you know, when they were starting to tease this feud, even though it, it, it also included, you know, 
back shaving jokes and Uzi hot. I was so excited for the matches we were going to get to see in this feud eventually. And now I've seen them all. I don't want to see any more of them unless you're actually really going to do them, like really do them, like where it's like 15 minutes of great tag wrestling. I don't, I don't want to see half-assed Usos versus Revival. I don't need to see that anymore. Like really do it or don't do it at all. Anthony Ace says, no women's match. They did, really did give the Divas a tribute tonight. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, Accurate. Demon Diva says, donating just so you have to read. John Cena sucks. Wild Boy 87 says, could Liv be the Harley Quinn to Bray's Fiend? Mate. You know what? That, that That's an interesting role for her. That certainly is. Uh, I, I don't know if it fits her. Now I'm going to be real. Uh, <laughs> Maybe but... that's her idea of real. Maybe it is. Maybe it's her twisted idea of reality. Listen, honestly, that that really could work if they figured out a way of, of putting them together. Uh, I mean, the wildcard rule exists, so SmackDown Raw, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, we'll we'll talk more about uh, where the fiend is going and and how it's literally the only thing with any real creative energy uh, uh, in in the WWE right now. Later, lots of people asking me about. Uh, Alicia Fox and because she was on the poster and because she was brought back as a legend is she off the roster I took to people in WWE who had no damn clue they had no idea now here's the thing this is me this is not me reporting something this is a hunch I get the feeling she's still getting a paycheck also she knows where a lot of bodies are buried just saying she's been there a long time guys she's been there through like when I say she's been there a while she's been there through some of the, the locker room stuff that if if some of it got out, people wouldn't have careers because of it. Like that, so I would be surprised if she wasn't getting paid anytime soon. Rob Wilkins says, "Should I watch Step Brothers or Talladega Nights?" Uh, Step Brothers. I watched Talladega Nights recently. It was good, but it didn't hold up quite as well as it used to. But the Usos versus the Revival. Like, you know the spots. You know the work. It's good. Standard stuff until Jimmy gets pushed off the top rope under the barricade. Uh, Thank God, though, Alex, some picture-in-picture with the commercials. Uh, It appeared to be the first time they were doing this. I don't don't know if they're doing this moving forward or if it was very special for tonight because it's a Raw reunion and it's going to be a big thing. But the idea of having Burger King or whoever sponsor certain matches, and that way you can play their commercial in there while doing the picture-in-picture, and you don't have to stop the action. You don't have to do two out of three falls matches. You can just keep it going while saying, hey, this is this is the person giving us the money for this. We're going to make the whole thing about them for these 45 seconds. I think that I think it works. Um, we'll see, however, if it if it continues in that way. Just got a message about a very interesting piece of news that I'm working to confirm. So you may see me looking down here and there. Um, Devon Dudley out with the revival. That's that's something. I mean, it's really yeah. just a way to get I mean, him on the it's, show. It's, That's a, it. it's a way to get him on the show. Um, it, it was, I mean, I know uh, Bubba's not there, his choice, and that's fine. It, it was. It's a weird thing to see Devon without Bubba Ray. Um, uh, it's fine. I mean, I guess that's that's their answer to Rikishi. And okay, all right. Now, uh, the picture-in-picture commercials, uh, we need these on Raw. We didn't have any dumb elimination matches or two out of three falls matches. So I'm all for them. We get yes. one per hour. Sign me up, man. Yeah. Usos capitalize off a distraction because wrestlers are stupid and don't pay attention to the match, and they win. Okay. Lots of backstage stuff. Alicia Fox is backstage with Dana Brooke and Caitlin, looking at her hat, and I do like that. That's still her thing. And uh, <laughs> Santino's there. Caitlin's there. But the thing is. When Tori Wilson shows up, Dana and Caitlin just vanish. Yep, they peace out. They realize that they, they the shot can't hold that many people if they're going to do the Drew McIntyre sneak-up bit. So somebody's got to leave. Somebody's got to, like, go and exit the scene. Uh, I understand. It was just, it was also, I, I noticed it too, and I was like, where, where did they go? Oh, oh, that's why. <laughs> Drew McIntyre shows up intimidates them 
Mike Kanellis is backstage talking to Well, Eve. wait, 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 wait. This is another thing. This is, this is the first time they did it, and they did it throughout the night. He's a heel, and he's looking at them. He looks at he looks at Foxy and and uh, and Tori Wilson and Santino, and goes legends, and shakes his head and and leaves. That was the first very. It was subtle, but it was it was the heel saying legends. We're doing legends tonight, huh? And I, I liked that it was the, the way they did it was a, they allowed Drew to be kind of subtle with it and not like you know take up fifteen minutes you know speaking on behalf of me. Mike Kanellis is backstage talking to Eve Torres, and Maria goes off. But Eve's giving him, like, parenting advice. Jimmy Hart's back there. Jillian Hall's there. It's like catering. But I like the, the best possible use of, well, I don't want to say best possible, but one of the best uses was just Eric Bischoff showing up mm-hmm. and him just throwing in the, hey, and if it doesn't work out, maybe you can come over to SmackDown. Yeah. I thought that was good. It was, a little, it was kind of constructive, Alex. Yes, it was. Uh, and also... Eric Bischoff uh, throwing a whole bunch of money at uh, Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett is the perfect use of Eric Bischoff as as head of SmackDown. (laughs) I mean, I I did compare him to Disco Inferno getting like $463,000 in 2019 dollars. Uh, Ron Simmons, I gotta say, I thought the damn thing was gonna be played out here. I love that he grabbed the megaphone and did it. Yep, it worked. (laughs) It worked. I also liked his uh, appearance in the Alexa Bliss Burger King commercial. Unexpected and uh, got a laugh out of me. Sami Zayn goes off on uh, Charlie Caruso for interviewing legends. Says that they aren't really legends. I I liked his promo, Alex. It made a lot of sense. He straight up stole a tweet from me last week where I said it was going to be watching old episodes of uh, the Attitude Era through the aging uh, face app. You stole that from me. I, I expect restitution. I'm going to sue you for plagiarism. Uh, just kidding. Um, I, I, I thought that that was, uh, it was a, a cute joke, obviously, because I made it. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was, this was fine. Again, again, you have the heels uh, taking the view that uh, these nostalgia acts uh, are stupid and shouldn't be here, getting in the way of all the actual modern-day current storytelling and the wrestling. Um, so the heels are telling the truth, which isn't unusual, but yeah, uh, that's, that's a, I sympathize with Sami Zayn. I get it. Sure. I, I, I wanted to see him go over one of these veterans and, uh, Joseph Farley says, I drank from when Hogan was on screen until the end. That was a stupid idea. Some, here's some money. Say a few bad words. Shit, piss. <laughs> Goddamn. Kishan Webley says, Kelly Kelly for Hall of Fame 2020. Uh, stream Holla by Jim Johnston. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, she is uh, the <laughs> first right. ever woman to, um, to hold the 24-7 title, so... Do you remember Tyler Go Bulls D Rose? It's now Tyler yes. Thad Young to the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Free agency is really thinned out. Uh, says Rollins is cringe now. Hey man, hey man. Uh, yeah, uh, that story. Uh, one day, one day, uh, I will tell you guys the bit of news that I just got that ended up not being news based on the people I just spoke to because it's. It was a ridiculous one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Angelo Dawkins is backstage. Now, this is later, later in the night, but I put all the backstage stuff together, implying that he smoked weed with Rob Van Dam. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. I loved Montez Ford also reacting like, wait, they were there? They were Uh there? That got them over better than anybody did, on, like any of the writers on the show did, or not, I don't say any of the writers, any of the appearances did. Although, I don't think Mark Henry was seen on this show at all until... No, he wasn't. ...the, the ramp. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I, I did like uh, the, the, the implied joke that Montez Ford, the absolute star of that pairing, was the one who couldn't get into the VIP locker room party and Dawkins was in there partying with everybody. I thought that was fun. Um, listen, these, these guys, um, 
they're really, really great when they allow when they're allowed to do their own promo work and work off of each other. All their improv stuff they did in in NXT, their like men on the street type stuff was all gold. They're even better when you put them in a ring. So put them in a ring and let them wrestle. There you go. Yeah, I'm ready to see that. that that's what I want. WWE 24-7 Championship shenanigans, Alex. So many. So many. Was it too much for you? Uh, you know, on a night like tonight, here's the thing. Um, it was all great and fun, and yet you knew none of it was going to like lead anywhere because because they've oh, they've told us the only two people who are allowed to hold the title for longer than 20 seconds or in the case of Jinder Mahal 2 months ago like that's the exception that proves the rule are Drake, Drake Maverick and our truth that's it so you knew one of them was leaving the arena with the belt tonight that was it and that was the, that's the problem is that it, it's fun and everything but it ultimately leads nowhere so Drake Maverick defeated our truth to become the champion our truth week is recapped, including Hurricane's attempt. Renee Michelle shows up and goes off on our truth and forgets like several letters at the end of several words. She's like, "You should be ashamed," and I'm like, "That's not the word. That's not it." But Maverick rolls up Truth and wins. I need to see some different pins, Alex. Yeah. The Godfather then pops up after that and can't say "ho train." Nope. Doesn't have a "ho train." Just dances with Charlie Caruso. Yeah. Drake is backstage, runs into the boogeyman, and is spooked, but the boogeyman isn't going to win because what What the hell are you going to do with the boogeyman after that? Nothing. Right. It's, it, no, you can't. Uh, I, I did like that that the boogeyman, that he was, I, don't, I guess, looking for his luggage or whatever. There were worms in his suitcase, and I love that the boogeyman, like, lights changed. You saw the boogeyman, scared him, he fell over, the lights went around, and the boogeyman was just gone. Like he was a figment of his imagination. I thought that was really great. Um, it was yes, and then Pat Patterson, of course, becomes the first legend of the night to take the title. At, now, again, when I give you all stats on Mondays, generally they're very preliminary. I do a stats piece every week. It goes up early on Fightful Select. Please subscribe. Uh, but uh, I, I haven't fact checked all of this, but it's very preliminary. I think he's the oldest person in WWE history to hold a championship. 78 years old. How about this, Alex? In his last five matches, Pat Patterson has competed for the 24-7, the Hardcore, and the Tag Team Championships. Wow. It's kind of impressive. Yeah, uh, very. And, I mean, I, I think, I'm going to look at this too. For several people on this show, like, you know how they do the consecutive decades competed in a match? Oh, uh, yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. For several of these, that like that tripped it for this. I mean, for Patterson and Briscoe, they had a match, an evening gown match, in June 2000. And because of that, and these matches, that that's reset Medusa too. Medusa has held uh, traditionally men's championships in the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Wow. Unbelievable. Actually, completely Unbelievable. believable because of this, but... I thought it was funny. Uh, Pat Patterson did the shittiest job ever of stomping Drake Maverick. He was yelling at the ref to count when there was no pin. <laughs> there was no pin. <laughs> oh, my God. I was waiting for Cameron to show up and be like, what are you waiting for? Like, it's just, I, I, I loved Kyler's tweet earlier today that we needed Molina versus Alicia Fox on this show with Steve Austin as a special guest referee. That, that would have been a nice uh, Raw reunion match, but... I liked the Gerald Briscoe beating Pat Patterson trickery. I love yes. the camera trickery with some of this stuff. Yeah. They can get away with it with this, Alex. Yeah, they can. I mean, this is fine. And it also goes back to the, you know, the, the rivalries that they had between Briscoe and, and Patterson, you know, 20, 25 years ago, whatever it is. Uh, and I, I, I thought that was cute. Um, I mean, the, 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 the rapid um, transition of the belt from uh from you know legend to legend at this point was was uh it was fine there was nothing wrong with it it was it was what it was supposed to be on a night like tonight we ain't done the goat kelly kelly <laughs> first female wwe 24 7 champion now 
I feel like it should have been Carmella. M- not today, maybe. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it should have been. been her because of her importance to this storyline. But she hits uh, Jared Briscoe, I believe, right in the penis. Mm-hmm. I believe. She then sees Candace, Michelle, Molina, and Naomi backstage, and I thought this was very clever. Molina's like, "Yeah, I just got my license," and she's like, "Oh, for what?" Mm-hmm. And Molina rips off her shirt and has a ref shirt. Yeah, I love that. That's I thought good. that was clever. Uh, what I didn't think was clever is after Candace Michelle pinned, she did this weird dance pose that was way long. Yeah, it was a little too long. Awkward, man. Medusa shows up and chokes out Candace violently. <laughs> really not. <laughs> like it was, it was a little uncomfortable, man. It it it, it was. Uh, everything Medusa did tonight was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, as is tradition. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I gotta say, whoever trusted Medusa to go out there and do any promos after seeing the NWA thing, I'll just say this. They didn't see the NWA thing. By the way, check out our exclusive interview with Medusa by Jeremy Lambert up at Fightful.com. Keyword, Medusa. She says... <laughs> I'm the holder of the 24 title, or something like that. But I won't be for long, and that was very confusing to me. But then then I I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, Immediately I was like, she's going to throw that damn thing in the trash. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I was like, that's perfect. And then I was like, in theory, it's perfect. Let's see how they execute because I have a hunch it's going to be really clunky. And guess what? It was. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, Ted DiBiase comes out, and man, I-, I love the dude. I love the dude. Uh, he's an A-plus human, Alex. <laughs> I mean, literally, a few years ago, the only title belt that is in my home that isn't one that came from like an indie match that I won is a million-dollar belt that my wife bought me because she knew I loved it. And one of my friends was hanging out with Ted DiBiase. And Ted DiBiase was like, give me your phone. And filmed a video for me on the spot. Oh, that's congratulating great. me on getting a replica million-dollar belt gifted to me. An A-plus dude. But goddamn, man. The promo skills are not there anymore. No. It's, it's sad for me to see. It hurt me to see. Also, that was Monopoly money, and you cannot tell me different. <laughs> well they blew the whole budget flying everybody in to stand no oh man uh dibiase goes to the limo but drake maverick is in there and beats him up mm-hmm. i like that too good way to get a guy who can't bump off the title ted dibiase's first championship in 26 years alex wow. amazing yeah, yeah. Renee Michelle is not happy about this. They all run by Mick Foley a little bit later. Maverick is getting into the limo with Renee Michelle, but Lim, uh, R-Truth rolls him up, and Drake Maverick has a hold of Renee's hands. And I do like that Renee, even though she doesn't like this, she tries to help him. Oh, sure. Yeah. She does. And it has to end in her becoming the champion at some point. It, it, well, it should. Well, not end, but... Because it never ends. No, it's never. No, no. This is the thing. Here's the thing. When it ends, it'll just die off in a whimper. They'll stop giving TV time to it, and nobody will end it. It'll just, like, be a thing they never talk about anymore. But along the way, Renee Michelle absolutely should hold the belt at some point. She should get it off of Carmella, who has pinned Drake Maverick. That's the way it should work. It's kind of obvious, which means they won't do it. Yeah, man. Uh,. Carmella kicks his hands out, his being Drake Mavericks, and R-Truth wins, dives in the car, or the limo with Renee Michelle, drives off, and Carmella's standing there looking at Drake Maverick. You want to talk about an overachiever. Who expected Carmella to be so awesome when she started with Enzo and Cass? I mean, she was looked at as the shoehorned one in. And she is, without dispute, the most successful part of that act. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. So we're about 34 minutes into Raw, and we're getting what would kind of be our third rematch, Cedric Alexander and Drew McIntyre. 
but it doesn't actually happen. Drew attacks uh, before the bell. Cedric fights back, gets a nice uh, moonsault, some of the worst shaky cam in recent memory. But McIntyre destroys Cedric outside with the Bama Slammer on the apron. Uh, uh, Cedric took it insane. Cedric is your boy. What do you think about what's going on with him in the position he's being put in? I, I, I don't know. Um, this is the thing is that we all, we all knew that the whole Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre thing has to end with Drew going over. And along the way, a, a giant beatdown is probably part of it. I just don't know how long this is going to continue for and what where, where Cedric gets out of this. I'm really happy he's being used on Raw. He sure. was languishing on main event for a, for a long time. He's really spectacular to watch. Um, I just wish he was, you know, uh, not in a feud where I, I think the only end result is him, like, violently putting over the other dude. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. Um, I like I like him there. I thought maybe, especially with with Drew's little uh, crack about Ugh legends, that maybe Drew was going to be the guy who came in and like hit a claymore on some old guy. You know what I mean? Who's who's licensed to take a bump? You know, like just just because he hates all that crap. Um, but this is another way of putting him over, I guess, of, of him destroying a much smaller man. Uh, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I do think Drew should be so far beyond having to prove himself by beating up a former cruiserweight champion. Like he should be way, way, way up at the top of the card. And right now he's, he's like been demoted from Shane McMahon lackey. Like that's, that's where he's at. It's like, they don't want to push everybody at once. So they don't push anybody at all. Yeah. It's so weird. By the way, as we're filming this, it is 11.38 p.m. Eastern. Uh, WWE and USA are re-showing Raw Reunion right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, listen, the, the, the re-air of it will probably do better than some uh, recent episodes of Raw. I, I, I like the idea of them doing that. I mean, why not? And you know what? Yeah. If I'm Fox Sports 1 in the yeah. fall, I'm re-showing NXT later on after that. Whoops. Yeah. Um, yep. but yeah, I, I would show that after AEW as well. Why not? If yeah, you, what sure. else has Fox Sports One got? NASCAR tonight. Good nothing. luck. Nothing. Good luck. Ryder and Hawkins die at the hands of Viking Raiders. Christian is on commentary. I love that he is consistent in taking shots at Hawkins and Ryder. Like he just busts their balls all the time. Christian is legitimately one of the funniest human beings I have ever seen or ever heard in my entire life he did a Q&A panel with Edge in Lexington that I actually I think I have footage of all of it and I have audio of all of it but uh he's just so funny that dude is hilarious uh Viking Raiders win I do like that they're facing Hawkins and Ryder former tag champions recently yes ran through them Hawkins and Ryder got a little bit of offense but not so much to where it's like okay they were a threat they weren't a threat yeah, no, they've the the Viking Raiders have graduated from being uh, from destroying jobbers to destroying former champions who are former and current jobbers. Like there's 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 a hierarchy to this. I would like the problem is that they don't have tag teams who are respectable mid card tag teams for them to actually run through in between this and the title contention. Like there's nothing. There's no, there's no real, real uh, middle ground. Roman Reigns defeated Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is out, and he isn't happy about all the nostalgia going on. Trashes the Usos and Rikishi for dancing. They were real light on time on this show, uh, I was told, and it showed in this. Roman Reigns comes out, isn't happy about Joe talking about his family, and he shouldn't be. I like that. Finally, you see him standing up for his family, but. Rain says, hey, we're from the same island, which I presume is Pensacola. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Ola Island. 
um, and says, you know what happens next. And they get into it. Um, Pensacola's not an island, Yeah, John. somebody's got to tell me that. I get um, it, guys. I get it. Um, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Here's what bothered me. I'll get. I'll go ahead and get through the match because I, w- I want to talk about this. Reigns comes back with a Superman punch. It was a short and sweet Reigns promo. I liked it. Joe attacks and beats him down. Joe really worked over Reigns well, methodically. Uh, I, I like even like some of the camera work in this match that caught Joe's facial expressions on the outside. That was good. Joe got a nice dive, but got hit by a drive-by. Reigns got out of the coquina clutch and hit a spear. I was so fixated on why was this tonight? Yeah. Why did this exist tonight? Aren't both of yeah. these guys on SmackDown, Alex? No, no, Joe's on Raw. Is Joe on Raw right now? Yeah. Are you sure he's on Raw right now? I'm I'm like 58% sure. That's as that's as sure as I can be about anything in this the wild card era, Sean Rossap. Because I I'm, can't be sure anymore. I'm pretty sure he's You're right, on he Raw. is. Damn. That was gonna pr- I was going to base my entire angry <laughs> argument on that. But that being said, you know what? SmackDown, with their four and a half people that showed up tonight, could have used these guys on a live event. Yo, yeah. And Raw could have used Kevin Owens doing something, getting him over a little bit more. Oh, my God. If he, if he had shown up and he and Steve Austin had done tandem stunners on somebody, just imagine the, 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 the implied rub that, gets, that happens right there as the, 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 the footage of that would live forever. But, nah, just have Steve ramble about, you know, stuff about hanging out with, with Ric Flair at the hotel bar. That's much better than actually, you know, utilizing all of this nostalgia love we have for these people to therefore attach it to people that we get to watch next week as opposed to 20 years ago. But I digress. Yeah, so I'm relieved to learn, as someone who covers wrestling full-time, that Samoa Joe is not on SmackDown. <laughs> um, time to get to some of these Super Chats. Um, somebody says, Wild Boy is great, but this is random. Is Francine versus Don Marie an underrated feud in ECW? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say I, yes, I, too. I don't, I don't know... How, how it's rated, but I'm going to say probably underrated. They yeah. were pretty important characters in ECW. I'm I mean, that's true, yes. but I'm, I'm trying to remember how I would have rated it. It's been a while. Somebody says, Sean, give us the news that ended up not being true. Hey, somebody uh, donate to Nice Super Chat. I will give that amount to uh, probably the same charity that we did, the Sammy for Syria and Equality Federation, and I'll mention what I heard, but it was immediately debunked, so... Um, who are the top five WWE women wrestlers for you guys? Ah, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha Banks if she's there, Ember Moon, and uh, the the other horsewoman. Who, who the hell we got left? Becky Lynch. Becky. Becky. Uh, Nikki Cross is really getting there with her character really work, good. though. Really good. She's really good. Here's 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 the thing that that uh, that I mentioned on Twitter in a, in a thread uh, with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, I think they they they're really close close to missing the boat on Bianca Belair. I think she should yeah. have brought been brought up a while ago. She, if if you had her um, like somehow come in and clean the house of all the women who were competing to be Becky's challenger at SummerSlam, just wax them all, and then come in and say, "Hey, champ, I want that belt you're holding." Like like this completely brand new face come in out of nowhere. All kinds of charisma and attitude up up against Becky Lynch, who's who's got the same thing in spades. And you have a great match with her first match at SummerSlam. That's the way to build new talent. But as we learned tonight, or had it reinforced anyway, that's not what they're in the business of. They're not in the business of building new talent. I mean, let's be honest. If Dana Brooke got called up when she did, and she shouldn't have been, and Lacey Evans got called up when she did, and she shouldn't have been, Bianca Belair should have. Uh, Bianca Belair is better than... Everything Lacey Evans does, except for promos. I think Lacey can cut a good promo, and I'm not quite there on Bianca. But the thing is, Bianca's got it. Yeah, when she walks through the ring, you know 
this is this is somebody to watch. And then forget about it. In the ring, she's deadlifting like she's deadlifting bicep curl women, then pressing them over her head. And like, come on, she's just she's incredible to watch. Corey Cropper, also known as Nikita Krylov fan, says, "Don't you dare hate on NASCAR, Sean." Uh, fun fact: for his birthday gift, I once got him a Dale Earnhardt fan-only parking sign. Ooh. Danny Brown says, "I'm gonna say I'm saying this now. Roman Reigns will never ever get over unless he turns heel. Period. The end. I mean, he's over. He's just not over in the way that WWE wants." Wow. Okay. Zach Schimmel donated one hundred dollars. Uh. <laughs> The scoop that somebody just had me check on, and it was from another verified user on Twitter, was that Shane McMahon and Brock Lesnar got into a pull-apart today. Oh, really? Which sounds ridiculous, but then you think about it, and you're like, well, Chris Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar did. But um, I immediately checked with two people that were at Raw, and one said, when... And then said, Brock wasn't here that I know of, and I didn't hear anything like that. If it happened, I heard nothing. This person said, I heard zero about that. Seriously, no idea. When was that supposed to happen? Brock wasn't there. That is shit news. Somebody will probably run it. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be us. We'll just, we'll just say that, hey, I heard this thing. Totally didn't happen. Here's what I heard. Absolutely. Zach Schimmel, man, you know what's funny? He's one of our uh, champion-level tier members, too. He's going to be on our Armageddon 2008 retro review. Uh, By the way, I got a unique retro review request last week, Alex. A random Season 4 episode of Total Divas that I recapped (laughs) last week. Fun. One of my favorite ones to do. Ms. TV, Seth Rollins is out. We see a video recap, but... Rollins makes fun of, like, Brock's appearance. Yes. It's it, uh, it different. That's yeah. something. Yeah, he's got beady eyes and a big red head, which is true. Both those things are true, but this is weird. Yeah. Uh, Heyman is in Gorilla and cuts a promo on Rollins. I like the promo from Gorilla. I like seeing Gorilla position, and a lot of us are acquainted with how that looks because of the various documentaries that WWE uh, produces. Uh, Seth says he's going to beat up Heyman, who comes out, and Heyman runs off. Rollins says, hey, well, I'm facing AJ Styles tonight. Well, he also, he's, his big, the big thing that he said about, uh, is it's part of this promo, is he said, you know, Brock Lesnar, he's not a beast, not a conqueror, he's just a man. And any man can lose, which is not a great way of saying any man can be beat because any man can lose is just weird. But any man can be beat, which is true. But what I want him to do is to add a line from Predator. I want him to, I want him to say, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Because that that's really what he's saying. He's basically saying that he's Arnold and Brock is the Predator. And I'd watch that. Fine, if you actually, like, do it that way. Like, get get Seth all covered up in mud and Brock can't see him. It'll be a lot of fun. Rey Mysterio defeated Sami Zayn. Commentary was just talking about the 24-7 title the whole time. Uh, Coachman <laughs> was on commentary. I think Coachman got a lot of crap. I think he was good as a color commentator. I don't think he should be a play-by-play guy. No, I think he's fine as a color commentator. I think the people's, a lot of people just have an issue with he's really abrasive sure. towards people, and I feel like that it, it was it didn't didn't come across as like, hey, it's part of my gimmick it came across as this is who i actually am all of you guys suck and people just didn't like having that person be somebody they're listening to every week which you sure. know eh, yeah i mean it, it makes sense zane hits an outstanding blue thunderbomb but runs away from the 619 and then rvd sergeant slaughter hurricane and kurt angle <laughs> what what a crazy crazy like uh, X Men lineup that is. It's like bringing like, out like Wolverine with like Dazzler. You have and, like okay, which is just you, you've got a couple that can you can say oh they blaze. You got a couple yeah. that you can call American <laughs> heroes. You got a couple yeah. that you could call superheroes because one of yeah. them was on GI Joe. That's true. Like some of them share the same qualities, but 
That was confusing. Now, here's what I want to know, Alex. We, we, well, what we know is PW Insider reported that Rob Van Dam's deal goes through Bound for Glory with Impact. I want to know, and I'm hoping to find out, I've asked Dennis Farrell to ask on this week's Wrestling Perspective podcast with Petey Williams, did WWE approach Rob uh, approach Impact before or after this Rhino situation where he mm. was under the mask under contract? Like, did they say, hey, we'll let you do that? Mm. Or did they say, hey, we... You know what you just did, right? We're hmm. gonna we'll, we'll be taking him now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I did I did find it you know s- sad that um, uh, Sammy was playing the memorial ascension role this evening, uh, where he was at least he didn't take a whole bunch of finishers, but he was made to look like a total chump, so scared of four old men. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. It's just a, I'm I'm just glad they didn't have him take a bunch of finishers because, like, you know, getting getting a, a Van Daminator or being choked out by uh, Sergeant Slaughter in the Cobra Clutch. I'm glad he didn't have to suffer those indignities. Speaking of nothing happening, AJ Styles versus a uh, Seth Rollins. I don't even know what what the result was. I don't have one listed. I've got an NA next to the match rating for the second straight match. The hell is this? The result was that they reformed the club and the club is now the OC. And let me tell you, I'm never going to let that go. The OC, the OC really like nobody, nobody could like, Hey Vince, you might want to look at this clip of this, this really popular Fox TV show considering we're going to smack to, to putting SmackDown on there very soon uh, from 15 years ago, that, that show um, they formed the OC. They made them into like the, the badasses. We run raw. And then you effectively killed them by having them just look like utter chumps in the face of a bunch of old men. What are you doing? What are you doing? Not, not even like, are you sacrificing the future, which is terrible, but you're also sacrificing your present. Like, I'm never going to take the club, the OC, seriously after tonight. And you are busy making them into something really special. Like, at least attempting to. And now you got to abandon that because woof. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> AJ bounces Rollins out of the ring. The club swarms and DX shows up to help. And we go to commercial. And they, they didn't touch during the commercial. And you know how I know, Alex? Because as soon as they're back from the commercial, it's like the bell just sounds and Rollins and Styles start fighting each other. Yeah. Rollins has a great flying knee and the club interferes. The club get chairs after uh, DX attacks them for not too-sweeting them. Mm-hmm. But then Road Dog, Sean Waltman, Nash, Hall all come out. Road Dog cuts the promo. Mm. He mentions China. He actually mentions Billy Gunn. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought it was nice. That was to, funny. I thought it was nice to mention China too. And the club hits the bricks. Now, I am okay with this because there's seven, eight people there. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I listen. The thing about this is, is that I, I, I mean, nobody popped harder for "Oh, you didn't know" back in the day than I did. Like I was a huge New Age Outlaws guy. I I I thought it was great. I loved all that stuff, um, and uh, it was fine. And listen, it's a lot of fun. Like again, if you had had these guys just cut this promo to come out, like and, and do their shtick in the middle of the ring and all too sweet each other and hug it out, um, that's great. Okay, fine. But instead, you're doing it in service of. I mean, I don't want to say burying, but but ma- making making your current guys look less than, and you just you just can't do that. You just it's just a stupid way of of doing it. I mean, the thing is, I, I it's hard to look at this thing and not see two things at odds. One is your build to SummerSlam, and again, the second biggest show of the year. And two is this one night only nostalgia act that everyone's going to want to see. And those two things, it's really hard for them to coincide. Like, it's just, it just, it would never, it wasn't any more obvious than this. When also you had all the old guys in a big group hug 
and you have a, a photo that's going to last forever of Sean, of, uh, not Sean, uh, Seth Rollins standing like three feet away looking at like, gosh, I wish I could get in there and be part of that group hug, but I can't because I'm a new guy. Like it, it, it like that photo, it's all over the internet. Look for it. It's going to last forever. It's such an obvious telling thing of how WWE treats their current superstars as opposed to their ones from 20 years ago. It's so crazy. Seth Rollins calls Brock Lesnar a Seth Rollins wannabe. That that to me that's an interesting approach. It's a little bit different, I guess. I don't I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. I, I don't uh, know. People keep asking for a little more context to the Shane Brock thing. I can't provide context to something that <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. Didn't happen. I'll I'll tell you this wasn't one of my sources that told me it was another or didn't didn't tell me. They were asking if I had heard about it. So I inquired, and it was emphatically denied. Uh, it wasn't one of my sources. It was uh, another journalist who reached out, and they were like, hey, did you hear this? And I'm like, no. And I followed up, and nobody heard about it. Ross Gould says, AJ said to Sean he will see him in NXT. I Did he? I didn't see that. Uh, that I, I saw that elsewhere on my timeline, and I, I must have missed it at some point. There was a lot going on, but nothing happened. So, exactly. That's I was so perfect. That's exactly all kinds of crazy stuff happening and nothing happened. So, I mean, we had Andrew and Jeremy work their asses off and do every newsworthy article. And you know how that beat goes, Alex. Title oh, yeah. changes, debuts, returns, matches set, all that. No matches were set, but we still had to write articles all night. I had to write one that was like 500 words on what each person did. And the fact that you got 30 people and it was only 500 words? Yeah. That should tell you plenty. I was running a, a live blog that ran about 1,600. I was running a stats piece as well. So there was a lot going on. I didn't see the Bray Wyatt stuff flashing up there. But we're going to get to it because it's the, the shining beacon of hope among yes. all of this. Uh, and here we are. Mick Foley cutting a promo gets a cheap pop. And he shows a video of him winning the title in 99. We get a zoomed-in close-up after the lights go out, and it's Bray Wyatt. Now, usually, Alex, I play the other side of the coin to you on some of this stuff, and I'm like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. No, I thought this was goddamn phenomenal. I thought it was amazing. Alex, uh, maybe I'm alone in this, but you and I kind of share this sentiment often. This is how I think a legend should be used. In this situation. Mick Foley couldn't take a bump. Nope. You know what he's not doing? He's not doing the mandible claw to anybody besides at random events. Yeah. So Bray Wyatt uses the mandible claw, and a lot of people say, well, it's just because he can't bump. Yeah, probably. But I want Bray Wyatt using that move for good now. Pass it down. Yeah. Do it. We're not not talking about him using Sako. We're not talking about the people's elbow here. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a move. Yep. A mandible claw that is a horror movie move. Oh, yeah. I love this, Alex. Oh, my God. Like, it's just the idea. I mean, like, um, I mean, the mandible claw, it, it, it became a thing. Like, he pulled a sock out of his pants. Where's that sock been? He's putting it in his mouth. Oh, how terrible. It became a comedy move. But really, he's just fisting your mouth and making you choke. Like, that's really a horror thing to do like that's terrible and it that's a great thing for this guy especially because we saw he comes up there's this close-up he's holding up the gloves to his hand to his head and one of them says heel on it and by god i can't wait till we see what happens when he chooses that glove because i think it's going to be worse than than hurt i think that's what we're coming up to but anyway he chooses the hurt glove and he uses that hand to choke out Mick Foley with his own move, the mandible claw, but it's much more violent. It feels more violent. It's not like, hey, I put my stinky sock in your mouth. It's like, I'm trying to murder you. Like, and that's great. Like, he can do the Sister Abigail too. Give him a finish that is a, that is a, a, a pinfall finish and one where he just, he, but it's also not even that. It's also just the, the intense terror of, I think I'm going to die. Like, that kind of thing. This guy's a horror movie character. It's a perfect way of of making him into something totally different and and it's it's it is. It's an oasis in this desert of creative and this is the thing that's driving 
my love for WWE is still this. This is it. Like if this if this goes awry and just goes off the rails and becomes crap, I don't know what I'm watching Monday nights for anymore. This is so compelling. I love what they did with this. And you're right, Mick Foley, as the legend who put over this other guy by by, ha- by being choked out with his own move. That's what legends should be doing. Not getting over on young talent. Letting the young talent get over on them. That's how you do it. I'll tell you what. If you're ready to get over and you're tired of stinky socks and fisting and you want an impressive finish. If you want to be a legend. Yeah. If you want people talking about you at a reunion. If you want people to... Did you hear about that pull-apart? Mmm. Use your penis. Make sure it's erect. BlueChew.com and the code Fightful are here to help you out, guys. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work! But since they're made in the USA and prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. How cheap? Free. When you go to BlueChew.com and use the code Fightful, you get your first shipment free. You can take them whenever you want. Day, night, afternoon, dusk, dawn. Like that, like 4.45 to 5.15 where it's like too early to do something but too late to do something. No, it's okay. BlueChew's got you covered. It gets in your system a lot faster because it's a chewable. And you don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to say, hey, doc. Need some stuff from a dick. You don't have to do that. I mean, you can if you want, but I mean, why? Why would you want to? And you don't have to have a problem to use blue chew. You just want performance, consistent, hard, erect performance. Bluechew.com. Use that code Fightful. Hit them up at Bluechew on Twitter. Let them know that you heard about them from us. All you got to do is pay five dollars shipping. That's it. That's it? Damn. Loved the Bray Wyatt segment. Loved it. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are are out, and they introduce uh, Becky Lynch, who is interrupted by Natalia, who is apparently kind of a heel now. She gets into it with Becky Lynch, and I thought Becky's promo was very good. This is some of the Becky Lynch promo material I miss. She's like, Natalia, you've tried to cut my legs out from under me at every turn. You trained Ronda Rousey for her match with me. And and I love the line that this red belt is the scalp of your MMA buddy. Ooh, that was good. It was good stuff. Especially since she was, it was, um, I mean, I wanted it to be more of a direct response to last week. I'm going to rip that greasy mop off your head um, from, from Natalia. He's like, yeah, well, this, this right here, this is your buddy's scalp. So how about that? Like this is this that's good. I like that a lot. And it, like the the thing of like if I'm if I'm your friend, why did you agree to train this woman to beat me at, at, in the main event of WrestleMania if I'm your friend? Like you, you want to make her as good as possible. That was that's some yeah. good stuff. And Natalia, even though she seemed flustered backstage, I thought this was one of the most real promos we've gotten out of her in a long time. She talked about how the the women's revolution was built on the back of her hard work and I mean she's been there through it all. Sure. I liked it. Danny Brown says Miz needs to go back heel. He's awesome. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, yeah, he's not doing anything but hosting Miz TV and plugging his show right now. That's it. Braun Strowman killed a jobber. He hit what I called a huge slam bomb, wham bomb kebab. I don't know <laughs> what that move was, but he threw this guy, Randy Rowe, around. This was cool. Yeah, but I thought this was three years ago. Yeah, so. Like, but the thing is, is like, like, aren't we beyond this with Braun? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't we be? Shouldn't we be beyond, like, guy comes out who's certainly not in his league and gets walloped in 15 seconds? Like, I, I want to know what this guy's doing for SummerSlam. It's three weeks out. We got nothing. We got nothing. So, this, we sh- I mean, this was all fun, to, fun and games to watch, but ultimately led to nothing. So great, great. But but what's what is the what is the plan here, people? You signed him to this big deal recently. Like now, what? Like put put a strap on this monster already. Let's let's do it. He's just, he's just wasting time. 
You said strap on. I did. It's time for the toast. All the legends come out. Hulk Hogan, he can piss off. Uh, Ric Flair's out there with him. But Stone Cold's music hits to a big-ass pop. Man, did you see what I saw, Alex? What did you see? Like when Stone Cold walked by RVD, there was a little bit of a side-eye, a little bit of a... (laughs) And it it just reminded me. We got one SmackDown match for ten minutes between those two. Man, they missed the boat on that. Rob Van Dam was so just like bubbling under, ready to explode over in 2001. We really missed out on that feud, but Austin just cuts a promo about the WWE family, and let me tell you, they were short on time, and they were. I'll put I'll put the the notes on Fightful Select tonight, uh, so please subscribe and support us. Actually, you know what, Zach Schimmel already donated a giant amount, so <laughs> Vince McMahon was literally screaming, "Get them the hell off the air!" <laughs> Hit his music at 15 seconds left. <laughs> Um, also, John Cena hit the bricks after his segment, I'm told. Nice. Um, yeah. Any Anything about this? WDB is a family. No, I mean, it's... Listen, I, I, it was really fun to see Steve Austin. He still got it. Never lost it. Um, the, this is the only time that wetting should be allowed. Once a year, when Steve Austin comes back and gets to do his promo in the style that his promos are given... Then you are allowed to what? Other times, you are not. That's the rule. At least that's the rule that I would make if I were president of the world. Um, yeah, uh, this was all fine. It was great to see. He's, he's great at it. But again, it's the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the show, and nothing happened. I mean, like, he, he finished the promo, the original promo, with like five minutes left, and I was like, oh, Something's going to happen. What's going to what's about to pop off and and get us set to all the people who tuned in tonight to watch the old people that they remember like, "Hey, wrestling. I haven't watched that in a while. I'd like to see all these guys I remember from 20 years ago when I was a kid. What did WWE give them to make them want to tune in next week? What? I agree. The- Bray Wyatt is it. That's the only thing. People yeah, are like, the who thing. the hell is that? And what is that? That guy That guy just gave the mandible claw to Mick Foley. I got to see him. That's it. That's the only thing. There's nothing else for them to tune in to watch. And as Andrew uh, points out, why is Austin more over than half the people in the current roster? He gets bigger pops than everybody. Because nobody is booked like a superstar. That's right. I Man, okay, so full disclosure. Upcoming uh, episode of Fightful Select Retro Review will be the first, the pilot episode of SmackDown. And I watched that and I saw people like, you you just see how differently the show was constructed. And I'm not saying it should be constructed like that. But The Rock came out there and he looked like a star. And I mean, there were times he came out in his Brahma Bull shirts and all that. But he came out in his sunglasses and his shirt and just, it felt so different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same. Yep. Man. Oh, man. This was a show. It existed. There are so many things that they could do uh, go- going forward to, to, to make and, 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 and create all these new stars. You have these people. This is what I was saying. Like Bianca Belair is three years older than Sasha Banks. She is 30 years old. I can't keep saying she's the future of women's wrestling forever. I mean, you could. Like, I mean, hey, I, I can't. I can't. Braun was like 32, 33 when he came up. So, but, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm saying like the people who are down in NXT, who um, they're not kids. They're not. Sure. Some of them are. Some of them are. But like, there's, there's a place for like these people to be. A lot of these people that we're watching now, uh, tonight who are, you know, old men, when they were 30, 35, they were well into their oh, like, superstar career. I could get it. Matt, Matt Riddle was in the UFC 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on a national or uh, global like, scene like, here's 11 the, years ago. I'm so sick of of Seth Rollins just coming out and being like, all right, Brock Lesnar, I'm going to beat you. And I'm like, okay, great. So then you do, then what? Like, at this point, like, let's let's actually move forward with something. The best thing to do is like to like to bring up somebody on at SummerSlam right after SummerSlam and make them into a star immediately. The guy no. to do it with is Matt Riddle. You could absolutely have him oh, come yeah. in and just just wreck somebody and, and, and be 
a real person who's who's a completely opposite as a, as a character out of the ring as he is in the ring. That's a hook for people to watch. He's a Bill and Ted character out of the ring. In the ring, he's a murderer. Like, that's really interesting. And, I mean, hey, I'll tell you this, first-hand experience. There, there aren't a lot of people who you're going to see doing these types of shows that have more experience with Matt Riddle than me. I mean, I've spent yeah. many hours with the man, video in person. That's him. He is a slaughterhouse inside the ring, and he could not be nicer and yep. anything like that out, outside of it. Uh, there's a Simon Gotch promo I'm going to put out there, and gosh, I wish I could remember who did it. It was this cinematographer who just does awesome work, um, and he deserves some credit, but it's him like emulating the this promo that some indie guy cut on him, and I, I, I'm not trying to minimize him by saying some indie guy, but the indie guy said, oh, I'm going, I'm targeting straight to the top, and Simon Gotch like cut a traditional wrestling promo, and he's like, what the hell am I doing this for? He's like, going straight to the top, what am I the top of? The list of most unemployable wrestlers? <laughs> He's like, why are we still promoting matches like this? And there does need to be a shift. And hey, I hope it happens soon. Paul Heyman, I'm told, wants that to happen. We'll see. I, I'm Based on what Eric Bischoff says on his shows, I'm optimistic about what he sees in some of the things. He loves steaks. He loves for things to matter. And uh, as he's pointed out, when he was in control of WCW, he was a baby in wrestling, which is crazy to think of. But he was. Guys, I want to thank you all so much. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Eventually, we're going to get like lower thirds and stuff on here. Uh, The only bummer is this method might limit our more than one person shows. I don't know how that will work. Or more than two people shows. We'll we'll see how that, that... unfolds but maybe that will cause us to have a a bit of a more variety on here uh alex about to get that brock lesnar schedule (laughs) yeah that's about to get it or i guess we could call it the awesome kong schedule now that's true the kia stevens schedule the glow star but uh guys thank you all so much leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching on youtube subscribe that stuff really helps if you want to help us out some more uh, Instagram, we have Instagram. Go like us over there. Go like us on Facebook. Those are some of our lesser known social medias, but I'm looking to push those even more. We are back after SmackDown. Hope you all enjoy the new method. I hope it went well. Let us know any criticisms, concerns. Until next time, guys, we're out.